All right. Hello, everybody. Mike Gandolfo here, and I am joined uh, by Louis Rebeau. And Louis, how are you doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm sitting outside enjoying um, this beautiful March weather that we're having. And, uh, you know, what is it, like 65, perfectly sunny, a little bit of a breeze. Listen, but... listen, Michigan boy, this is cold, okay? <laughs> it's not supposed to be this cold. I got, we're, I got I was my Michigan, freezing last night. I got my Michigan tuxedo on right now, shorts and a hoodie. That's Oh, yeah, just doing it. It's great. Walmart Wolverines. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that term has gotten all the way down here. That's great. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. I know what a Walmart Wolverine is. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to be fair, let's uh, let's just kind of set the scene. First off, you're getting ready to go to Maryland. So, uh, uh, you know, we didn't think that this was going to be that hot of a ticket <laughs> when uh, you booked the trip. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But it's turned into some, some just crazy times. And I think when uh, knowing that we were going to have a show on Saturday from 11 to 1 on ESPN Louisville 680, uh, if you want to listen to us live, you can stream it on iHeartRadio, or they've got a great app, as you like to plug all the time, Louie. Yep, and the uh, website, ESPNLobal.com, is really, really easy to use as well. Yep, so we'll be on all those platforms from 11 to 1, but we and also... You, you can also just, your Alexa, your Hey Google, you know, tune to AM680, and or tune to ESPN Louisville, it'll, it'll pull us right up. Right, and we didn't want to spend the entire show, though, just talking about Bob Baffert. I mean, there's some great racing, there's going to be some awesome horses out there, and uh, you yeah, know, a two-hour show about Bob Baffert just probably wouldn't have been fair. So we kind of wanted to get ahead of it, right? Yeah, I think it's better to just kind of, you know, especially you and I are just fans, you know. And, yeah. and so it's it's just better to, you know, two guys literally just talking about, you know, how we feel about everything and, and what it means going forward. And just as fans, how it affects, you know, how we um, we absorb the sport, how we watch the sport and those kinds of things. And so, yeah, less less of a here's what horse racing needs to do. And more of a just, uh, you know, I, I'm, I imagine a lot of the people who listen to this show are, are asking these questions to themselves and maybe they're watching things on Twitter and, and what's happening, you know, in those sorts of places. But yeah, just for the two of us to be able to, cause you and I literally haven't talked about it. Right. Um, we, we haven't t- texted about it and you called me last night to set up the time to record today. And you said, Hey, what, what format are we going to do? And I said, don't do the show. <laughs> literally. I wanted this to be as organic as possible. Um, and so if, if, if people have been following me at all, I have done a couple of radio hits about this, but those topics are for radio. They're not for this conversation, I think. So from that perspective, I think we've got to look at this, as you said, as fans, but I think the first and foremost, the first for perspective to look at this, cause there's, to me, this is an interesting debate that I have quite often about, you know, the importance of the better to the horse racing sport. Sure, but also the importance of the horsemen, and I think this is there's been no other time I think where there, these two perspectives have been more more split. So let's look at this first, Louis, from the perspective of the better, sure, which you you and I are. I mean, I'm more of a casual better than you are, sure. Uh, but in my case, like, hey, you know, when Maximum Security crossed the finish line first, I was going to win money, and he there was a foul, he was taken down. So I didn't win money. Well, now, you know, we get this situation. And quite honestly, like if if Medina Spirit gets taken down, I've got the trifecta. I've got another pick three bet that probably pays a whole lot more with Mandaloon coming in and not uh, and, and not having Medina Spirit there. Right. You know, that's money I'm never going to see. And from a horse that shouldn't have been competing. Right. And I think from this is not a conversation on, you know, is Baffert a bad guy or whatever else. This is like more of just a 
a problem with the sport because if once the better starts thinking that the integrity of their bet is not that's right. there, like there's a there's a problem. Yep. Right. Yep. And well, and so now and now we got that doubt in there that the the integrity of the bet like. You know, I, I mean, I I've got both sides of it. I've, I lost with Maximum Security, and and now I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna lose with with Medina Spirit. I lost with Max too. Uh, I did not play any kind of ticket where having, um, Mandaloon was going to help me, and so I I have less of the. I was angry the Maximum Security year for sure, but I'm not angry this year about it. I am. Um, the thing that you just brought up, though, I think is the biggest thing. If you do not feel this is why years ago when Tim uh, Donahue, I think is his last name, in the NBA was caught fixing games as a referee. Right. The NBA acted so swiftly because if people feel like they can't watch a product and feel as though they're at least trying to get it right, right, um, they're, they're doing their best to make it an even playing field. If people are not going to gamble on it, in, in the NBA, even before they really started doing partnerships with um, with gambling outlets and those sorts of things understood that that was a huge part of the game, right? That people, especially in growing markets, emerging markets, like in Asia and in Europe, people were betting on these games in major ways. And so in the same vein, there are so many angles to handicapping horse racing that having to add the angle of, well, is, is this guy on the up and up or is this, you know, this woman on the up and up and is this, you know, what's going on with this? And you know, recently, even we started to talk about, these stakes races without Lasix, for example, right? And right. how hard it is to predict those sorts of things. Well, I don't want to have to add 50, 60, 80 medications or something like that to that list, right? And I think that's a reasonable thing for betters of the sport, especially fans, to not want to have to worry about because, look, you can gamble anything anywhere now. I mean, sports gambling is legal in something like, you know, of our of our top states, I think it's like, like 60% of the top states that people listen to us in. And, um, you know, so I just... That's the concern going forward is, is this infusion of money into the sport where you have a track like Churchill Downs, which, by the way, reacted with, with, with you know, having Baffert not allowed to enter horses there. The reason they did that is because, I mean, they just moved their purses way up and they need, they need the better to feel like they're going to get, you know, a fair shake at the window um, or they're going to lose the betting money. And that is, that's a, that is tragic for them if they're going to run $120,000 allowance races. And that so you just brought up a really good perspective on that because I think a lot of people are like they suspended Baffert without him without knowing whether or not you know you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Well, that's in the right. court of law. We're not in the court of law. First off, let's 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 make that uh, very clear. Um, when suspicion arises on whether or not a clean product is put on the track, right? The integrity of the better matters. And it's going to, and I think what you just said is brilliant, right? I mean, the we we've got to make sure that the integrity of the bet is legit. And again, this is not saying that Baffert did it or didn't do it or whatever else. I've got, oh, I'll get to those points here in a little bit about sure. how I feel. And actually, I don't, I think it's going to be pretty inconclusive. But um, ultimately, like I, I think we have to remember that this is a this is a gambling operation, and we've got to make sure that the gambling is on is on the up and up and yeah if this were like the pegasus years ago where people paid an entry fee and then the entry fee was distributed amongst the winners like this would be a totally different conversation and it would only be the owners that would have to worry about it simply put that's not how this works the takeouts are takeouts for a reason and so um i just you know for 
like I said, the integrity of those things really matters. The other part of this, by the way, the reason Churchill reacts so swiftly like this, I think, is, look, they, they can't have credibility in the Derby go away, right? <laughs> it is it is their jewel. I, they make something like 80 to 90% of their uh, revenue that weekend, right? And, and so they, they can't have that sort of thing happen. I'm, I have very mixed feelings about them doing that before the split sample is back, but I'm, I'm saying I understand why they did it. So uh, now whether or not, now the other reaction here has been from Pimlico from the Stronach group who yep. is trying to get on the front of this whole thing. I mean, what, what have you thought about that, Louie? I thought they've, I mean, from my perspective, like they're, they're making sure on the front end, which as a better, I appreciate. Yeah. It's interesting because they're going to, um, what Mike is referring to is that yesterday, um, Stronach Group, who owns Pimlico and and uh, obviously the rights to the Preakness, um, went ahead and reached an agreement with uh, with the ownership groups that Baffert is affiliated with. So with Medina Spirit and with his new shooter here, the Ten Hole Concert Tour, and both of those horses actually, because of the affiliation with Baffert, are actually getting tested uh, before the race. And so uh, we'll have those results before they head to the post on Saturday. And, um, yeah, I have mixed feelings about that, too. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I what mean, are, what it, are, so explain that. Uh, Go I, deeper. I, um, I, I don't know that I would have had any reservation about holding the horse out. Um, or, excuse me, including the horse. Not holding. I'm sorry. I really misspoke there. Let me start over. I would, have, I would have had no reservation about starting the horse because the rules state to state are different. And in Maryland – um uh the 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 you know the thing that Medea Spear got being uh, pink for is legal in a very small amount and so i th- the only issue is if it is um you know Baffert uh yesterday yesterday came out and said oh we've actually been using this ointment on the horse and it contains the the substance that's in question here and it's a beta methazone is that what it is that is and, right uh, yep. yeah same and, thing um, by the way same thing Gamine had just want to make sure that no, that's clear right. On that. Yep, and and it's uh, actually a, a common ointment used in um, canine uh, skin issues. So if your dog gets a rash or something, you, you actually might get beta methazone as part of the treatment. But anyways, um, you know, and he said, look, he, he's got this rash on his on his hind quarters. We needed to use something, and so the um, the the veterinarian was applying this this thing. Now in Maryland, in in Kentucky, it's a zero tolerance. It's a zero picogram um, allowance. Twenty one were found in the sample. Um, and then of course they'll, they'll send the split sample off to see if that's consistent. And then, um, I, you know, in Maryland, you're actually allowed to have 10, but the question is, did they, did they use this, you know, this, this ointment until yesterday, right? Because, you know, if they, if they weren't aware of its, you know, contents until they kind of put all the pieces together and went, Oh crap, you know, we've been using this ointment and it's got betamethasone in it. If the half-life is 14 days, these horses are going to, not these horses, excuse me, Medina Spirit, if the, if this is the case, is going to test positive again. And so I, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what, what level I, and, and all those things. So I, these, this is where we get into literally picograms. Look at that. I, well, and know. I don't, I just want to make clear, like, I don't, I don't a hundred percent. I think it's, well, let's just put this at best. It's irresponsible. So you, you know what race you're shooting for. You know what the rules are. Correct. And I agree. I agree with you. That you need to know what you're applying to your horse, and the veterinarians definitely know what they're putting on the horse. Right. And you know, this is the 
you know, same kind of concept of, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I was, I was taking some medical supplement and I didn't know it had whatever hormone or whatever I'm not allowed to have to right. go hit a baseball. I mean, it's the same, it's the same argument. And when you're an elite athlete or you're an elite trainer and you're an elite, whatever, like, you know, the ingredients that you're putting in your body, you know, the ingredients that are going on, uh, that you, are, these horses are getting treated with and, or you should, right. Or and you the, should. Right. And the, the, so part of this, uh, that, I think the baseball one is an apt comparison. I think another one that I heard this week um, that is not original to me, but uh, it, locally in, in Louisville um, a few years ago, Rick Patino, the basketball coach here, was essentially fired because of the the actions of his assistant coaches. Right. And and so this is a similar case where even, you know, let's let's grant Baffert his argument. You know, he comes out on Sunday and then he does the, the TV tour and he says, look, we never put this drug in the in the, you know, in the horse. And he's right by the way, if he, if, if we're granting him his argument, right. And, but at what point do you have to be responsible for the, um, for the veterinarians that work under your, in your barn, right. Or, you know, on your horses, on your trainees. Right. And so, um, you know, it is my opinion that if, if let's like, let, like I said, let's grant him his argument that if that's how this happened, then yeah, dude, there's just zero tolerance. If you were anyone, I mean, any trainer, any owner, you'd have to turn the purse money back in, right? You right. would have to forfeit that race, right? So to me, I mean, I, I think the eventual outcome of this is that Medina Spirit doesn't win the Kentucky Derby. And that's, and if it was, if honestly, if we're granting the argument and it's really truly just over, over an ointment or something, oh my God, how, how terrible, right? I mean, just how, how awful because the horse did nothing wrong in that race, right? I mean, it, you know, and so I just... And Johnny V, and my sense is, you know, Johnny V seems to be a really, you know, a, a great ambassador for the sport and a really good guy and those sorts of things. And so you, you hate it, you know, all the way down to the connections. The owner was so excited when, when everything happened. And, you know, that reaction in the paddock was so cool um, from that group. And so, you know, you hate, you hate the idea that this, this outcome would be invalidated. And, and you know, this is how someone wins their first derby. Ugh. Well, and of course, we've we've seen that unfortunate first derby wins happen um, recently. But yes. ultimately, I think you're right. I think if uh, if it's zero tolerance, and this is you know this is supposed to be the derby, the first derby without Lasix, the first kind of I guess quote unquote drug free derby. And um, if you had a substance, and and it's just flat out the responsibility of the trainer to know what's going on with the yeah. horse and right. what's. And that, that again is not to say that he did anything intentional or right. or whatever else. Right. Um, it is. It's just. It is what it is. And um, and I think you know, just like you said, Johnny V is a great ambassador of the sport. I mean, the b bottom line is, if we ask ninety five percent of the public, <laughs> name yeah. one person in the horse racing yep. industry, they're going to say Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert's an incredible ambassador for well for aftercare, for backside workers. You know, he stands in the picket lines outside of Southern California tracks um, opposite protesters, right? I mean, he is he is very much um, at the forefront of lots of things that are um, very right about horse racing. And so it's really, I mean, this would be really really bad news if this were to to come back this way i'm really i mean I, I, unfortunately i think with the with the general public the damage is done right you know he's you know he's been on all the shows on all the channels and um you know it's been the headline it was the number two story on pti several days in a row um sarah spain went on a now very infamous rant on uh, around the horn 
either yesterday or the day before, in which she essentially said that it's just a sport that tortures and murders animals, and but we which all get not to, true. But we all get to wear frilly hats. So how great is this? And I mean, you know, so that's that is the the big city sort of look at you know she's a Chicagoan. That's kind of the look from thirty thousand feet for people like her, right? And so that damage, unfortunately, is done, and for the tens of thousands of people in Kentucky that make their lifestyle, do, you know, they, they make their life doing this and the thousands of people in California and in Florida and, you know, New York and other places. And it's, this is unfortunately a, a huge thing. And, and I, I've brought this up in other episodes of this show. People, you know, if you see two people get into a fist fight, you think, Oh, look at those jerks. Why are they getting into a fist fight? But they put up like censorship warnings if someone's going to do something bad to an animal, right? Like we just don't tolerate it in the U.S. So if we, as as a as a sport as as horse racing, simply put, we just we can't do this, man. Like this is just this is the stuff we can't do. You can't. And and I'm not I'm not as emotional about this as I've heard some other people, especially locally who grew up around horse racing. You're one of these guys, Mike, where um, this sport is, has been part of your life since you could walk and talk and it will be part of your life until you are unable to walk and talk. Right. And, and for me, I came to it as an adult. I had no presuppositions about whether it was um, totally on the up and up or how people treated horses. It was only after really, that I met Megan and really got to know people just how well people really try to treat these horses. Right. And that the, that the, the lifestyle, I mean, like, you know, so we, I mean, this is, uh, there you go. First humble brag of the show. We're out at, um, we're out at Megan's farm Sunday after Derby and David Cohen who rode in the Derby happens to be out there. Right. Because it's just kind of a, an after Derby get together, whatever. And, um, she happens to be friends with David and his wife and David Cohen literally asked Megan like, Hey, um, can, can I ride your quarter horse around just cause he wanted to like hang out with a horse. Right. I mean like these, I mean, this is, that's just what he wants. It's his day off and he wants to do that. Right. And right. so, you know, these, you know, the folks in the industry really love these horses and they really want to be around them. So I think for a lot of them, the reason, you know, there's, there's so much anger and there's so much consternation is because for them, they really got into this because of the horses, right. That's uh, that, for sure. We know that's why our co-host Megan divide got into this, right. That she really just loves horses right and she and you know she got into you know um shows and and jumping and those sorts of things very different than than thoroughbred racing but you know i mean she has those memories from being a kid like you do like you know i think you said this year was the first year you hadn't gone to thanksgiving at the track in 100 years right and so um my whole life yeah 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 right and so i just you know i don't have those connections but i that's why it's so deep-seated with people um you know a couple of things that we've talked about like people want to feel like they're getting a fair shake when they go to the window but also you know that you know what did that horse ever do to you man right you know and so um so yeah that's kind of where i'm at and, and you know i i think the next thing is you know what what do we <laughs> i think a bunch of what ifs are really interesting what if medina spirit wins the next two legs of the triple crown i don't think it's possible i mean i guess <laughs> I, it's possible but it's, it's possible not, right? it's highly unlikely but right it's really hard to win the triple crown right yeah um and uh he does not appear to be Pharaoh or justify or, you know, right. affirmed or something like that. But, uh, he, um, but what happens if he does, right? It's super fascinating then. And then, um, you know, what is, 
what happens if, if, if the split sample comes back positive as well and Churchill absolutely hammers the Baffert team and says, you can't come back here for two years, something like that. How dare you, how dare you go after the Derby like this? I mean, what does that do to his operation? Right. You something think it's like that, that severe? I don't know if it would be that severe either. I think. No, no, I, I we're doing hype. We're doing hypothetical. Yeah, right? I'm with you. Yeah, but, I mean. But even if it's, I mean, I mean, what, what if they give him a year? Yeah. And he can't be in the Derby next year. Right. I mean, that's suspending his his three year old campaign operation for a year. I mean, that's that's you know that's Oaks and Derby by the way. That's a significant thing, right? Yeah. And then, he, and then he can't run horses here on two of the more lucrative days of the horse racing calendar, in which Gabine and Dujour both won on Derby Day along with Medina Spirit, right? Um, is that, by the way, is that a Churchill Downs decision or is it a Kentucky Horse Racing Commission decision? It can be both, actually. I okay. learned that today. Um, Churchill Downs can make their own decision of who can can and can't be. So an example is the Stronic Group telling Jerry Hollendorfer he can't go to their tracks. Right. right? But he could go to um, Del Mar or Los Alamitos. And then, you know, it could be similar here where CDI says you can't come here. But Keeneland, for example, says, you know what? You can, you we'll can bring you. your horses here in the fall or the spring or whatever, right? Right. Um, I'm, I'm, by the way, that's all pure hypothetical speculation. Yeah. yeah, right. And, yeah, and so, not even speculation. Not even yeah, speculation. It's a pure hypothetical. And so, yeah. Um, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. So, like, I, I think that's where the story actually gets interesting, and I think that's actually where. So, I think for a certain number of people, they've just decided they, they've written Baffert off. Right. It's done. And, um, you know, this is this is Pete Rose. This is. Um, uh, Lance Armstrong, whatever it just happens to be in horse racing, um, and that's where I get it because, like I like, for example, for him to do this intentionally, this is where I stop short. First off, he would have to be either incredibly stupid to think he's not going to get caught, right, or incredibly arrogant, right. And I don't think in my interactions around him and the people that I know that know him, I don't think he qualifies as either one of those. Um, he's not, a dumb, he's not mind. a dumb guy for sure. He's not um, a dumb and, guy. And he's, and, and he is, he's, he's less arrogant than someone who's won six or seven Kentucky Derby's. Right. Well, I've never, that you would think I've never, would be, right. Right. I've never gotten that air of arrogance from him whatsoever. I agree. Um, just, and I don't, you know, him and I are not like buddy buddies and I've got all this, but like I've, I've watched him. I'm on, I'm on the backside enough where I've observed him and I've seen him interact with other people and, um, it, he's never come off as arrogant to me in any in any way, shape, or form. And so, you know, the arrogance would come from, "Hey, I'm Bob Baffert. They're not gonna if even if they catch me, they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything with me because I'm bigger than the sport." You know, that's that's the kind of arrogance he would have to have. And I don't I don't see that now. Obviously, we've had we've had a little bit of a history with these things coming up and him getting um, found not guilty i guess if, if you want to say that or being cleared of every incidence that there there I seems think, to be yeah i think being cleared and having things overturned is the better way different to yeah, yeah it's right. what it's what has happened with him not that he's there's a jury or something <laughs> it's just that right yeah. right 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 yeah right. i mean we got to get away from thinking that this is some sort of legal proceeding again the, the innocent until proven guilty and all that kind of stuff it's it's not the same kind of rules when you're operating inside of a uh, a sport you know so Correct. um so uh, and no one's going to jail, for example. So, no, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't think he, he I don't, he's obviously not a dumb guy. And I definitely don't think he's, 
so arrogant that he thinks he's just going to be able to get away with whatever he does. So, um, you know, but, it, but my, it, it is it is hard to ignore five high level horses. Yes, getting pinged in a in a calendar year, and two of them for the same thing, right? Right. And so Gamine gets pinged in, uh, on Derby Day in September um, last year, and then uh, you know same uh, beta methazone again with um, Medina Spirit here, and I, I'd love to actually see the timeline. This is something I should have done in prep for today. They they just got rid of beta methazone as because it used to be a 10 picogram limit here um, like it is in Maryland. And now it's a zero. And I, I would love to know if that was a reaction to what happened in September. Um, and and I would actually like to know, like the data point that I would love to know is, you know, are, what is the, what is it like for everyone else? Like how often are we seeing these charges brought up against other people? I mean, it's magnified. It is no doubt that it's magnified when his name is attached to it. Right. The horses, the call, the caliber of horses that he is racing means that he's in more big spots than anyone else. That's right. So are we just, you know, are we seeing something that's actually really, really ordinary? And it seems extraordinary because of the spots he's in and because of the recognizable recognizability of his name. I mean, I, I think that's a legitimate kind of take on it as well. Um, I don't think, for example, that this, level of of, of 10, 21 picograms made the difference in this horse winning or losing the Kentucky Derby. I I don't know the answer to that. That's the other part of this is I don't I don't know you know cuz I you hear and read many things where this is an anti-inflammatory but then you also read that it can be you know perceived as a masking agent and then you also read you know uh, hey I'm a dermatologist this to a horse that size, this wouldn't do anything, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And right. so, and so I, um, I am, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that part of it, but I do know that the, the, the tolerance level for it is zero and it's in the sample. Right. I mean, yep. period. And, and, and so there's, there's only so much you can, um, I mean, I, I it just sucks, but I, I, got, I mean, Mandaloon's your winner this year and it stinks. If we, you know, and it, it just, yeah. So, so let me just kind of recap and we'll kind of put a bow on this whole thing. And we hope that people listen on ESPN 680 uh, on Preakness Day from 11 to 1 Eastern time, uh, either through the ESPN app, iHeart, or if you're in Louisville, you can listen live. Um, this is where I think both Louie and I stand. If the second sample comes back that the consistent with the first sample, Mandaloon's going to be declared your Derby winner. The better needs mo- needs more reassurance that there's integrity in their in their wager, and Bob Baffert's good for the sport. Are those three things that we can all agree on? Louis? I don't know if he's good for I don't know if he's good for the sport anymore because if you're it, it, he was for a very long time like tremendously good for the sport, and he is he's great behind the scenes for the sport for the things that he doesn't get publicity for, but but you cannot have. I, I will be critical of him on one thing, which was that he did the media circuit and screamed about cancel culture and different things. And then the next day releases something through his attorney saying, Oh yeah, by the way, we use this cream. And so I, I, I hate that he didn't just have the initial press conference and say, look, this popped up. We're looking am, into it. I am, I am looking everyone here in the face, you know, and, and that included, you know, 
Tim Sullivan, Jenny Reese, you know, you know, every, you know, the, the local horse racing glitterati and, and, and just say to them, look, you have known me for a long time. I, we have never used this drug with this horse ever. It is not, it has not been part of his regimen, um, blah, blah, blah. We will look into it. Um, from now on, this is my attorney. You will be speaking to him. I hate to go secretive on you. I'm usually available, but this is the Kentucky Derby. We respect the bleep out of this race. And, and I, we are going to get to the bottom of this, but we did not do this to this horse. And then he goes on every news outlet that he can find instead and yells about how he's, he didn't do anything. And then he says that they did something. And, and so at some point, like, well, he was almost accusatory that people were trying to set him up. How about that? I mean, Ron Flatter asked him, is this a witch hunt? And he almost said yes. Yeah. And right. And, and so there, no, it's not good for the sport, but, uh, overall, as far as aftercare and being available for media, because no one's available for media, right? I mean, it's so hard to get, you know, interesting stuff from trainers. And like, you know, like the, the, I think the next most interesting guy is Suge McGee. He's 85. Like, you know, I mean, like, you know, I mean the sport is, it just lacks for, for interesting dudes. I mean, like Chad Summers is interesting, but I, I don't know who he's training right now, for example. And so, right. um, you know, and so I, yeah, I mean, he can be great for for the for racing and i hope there's a steve asmussen type redemption story here right where you know there's there's a couple sticky situations and then you get out you know you move on and you do better things maybe he's part of a larger movement to you know to really get national standards for these things right because you know maybe they they just assume because this this you know again granting his argument if this if this ointment's okay in california you know it's probably okay in kentucky and just didn't know the rule and and i mean so just Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe you know we get some more uniformity in these things, and hopefully the Horse Safety Act that was passed recently, you know, goes toward that. But I mean, I just like we we talked about key points here. You know, the betters got to feel like they they have a, a fair shake. People that want to get into ownership in this sport who are going to have to go with smaller trainers should feel like they have a fair shake too, right? Yep. yep. And and that's a big part of this. And so I, you know, if if young people don't feel like they can get in and start on reasonably equal footing i get it like todd pletcher trains a horse and then you know my guy up the street who's been training for three years trains a horse it's going to be different i get it i'm not stupid but you know at least on the on the horse level it would nice it would be nice to be able to think okay we, we've got equal footing with you know and i use todd just because he's famous but you know you know mike maker or you know you know anybody peter whatever so um so yeah um any uh any any parting words I, I wasn't sad when it happened, but I'm getting sadder as I think about it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want this in, cause this is the only thing in my adult life that I've come to as an adult to pick up as a hobby. Um, I don't, you know me, I don't really have other hobbies. Um, and, uh, and so it, it, it would be really bad if this snowballed into something that was really negative for this thing that I do a podcast about flood Baltimore to cover. You know? yeah, well, you don't want to turn into the whole uh, major league baseball situation. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't want that. And, and, yeah. and, and I don't, I don't want, yeah, I, I just don't want it. And, and so I hope we, I hope we take the moment to get better and, you know, you know, maybe the split sample comes back negative and there was something wrong. Who knows? But I, I, I mean, I, I'll be very, I'll be very candid. I, I think that's unlikely. very, uh, very unlikely. And unfortunately, and so, um, yeah, uh, put a bow on it. I, I really, 
I hope the weather holds up for Baltimore like they're telling me it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, have a great time in Baltimore. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the Preakness and uh, all the media um, uh, buzz around there. And we'll talk on Saturday at 11 o'clock. All right, man. See you in the morning. All right.